안녕하세요, 클라우드입니다. Hey guys, Cloud here. Welcome to Cloud Screen Podcast Episode 1. Uh, here in this podcast, I talk about a wide variety of topics relating to uh, learning Korean, uh, teaching Korean, Korean culture, the Korean influence on the Western world, and a bunch of more Korean-related stuff. Today is the first episode, so I'll be talking about myself, my background, how I got into learning and teaching Korean, and basically just a summary of my whole Korean journey. Currently, I speak three languages, English, Arabic, and Korean. Um, I've been teaching in classrooms as well as privately uh, tutoring for over 10 years. I've taught all three languages, with Korean being the most recent. Um, I've taught in high school. I, For my volunteer hours, I taught Arabic uh, to students um, for free, and uh, my students ended up going from having grades in the Ds to, to the Bs, so I was, I was really happy about that. Uh, I also taught other subjects. Um, I taught math and physics to high school students. And in college, I taught, or I didn't really teach it, but I had a lot of friends who were taking calculus and physics and chemistry. And they would come to me and we would over Skype for for a few hours every week, uh, just go over the material that they did in class. So throughout my entire college, um, throughout my entire time in college, I, I taught Calc 1 and 2. Um, not really three, but I, I did, did physics and chemistry as well. Um, then my last semester, uh, I was part of a Korean club that had a program where they would teach people Korean. Um, they had an intermediate and a beginner section, but they didn't have anyone to teach them. So I ended up teaching that. Um, I've had previous experience before that teaching Korean. Um, what I did was I had a few beginners that I was I was helping when I was about in the intermediate stage. I think I still am in the in intermediate stage, but um, I would help them with a lot of beginner stuff. Um, overall, I've taught a variety of different subjects and languages over you know uh, over hundreds of people. So how did I get into Korean? Well, the story uh, starts from a very weird position. Um, one day, I still remember where, where this happened. I woke up and I had a dream. And in that dream, I, I was boarding a plane. I don't know where I was going or where I was, but I, I boarded the plane and there was an announcement that was made saying, hey, if you know the pilot and co-pilot are offering, if you want to fly the plane, they can teach you how to do it. So I took them up on that offer and I went and they taught me how to do everything. Uh, I landed the plane safely and it, it was a great experience. The only thing was the pilot and the co-pilot were two Korean ladies, and they only spoke in Korean, and I understood what they said, and I was speaking in Korean, and I knew what I was saying. Of course, now that I look back at it, I think it was probably just gibberish, and I, my brain just identified it as Korean, but yeah, I woke up, and I was like, wow, I've, I mean, I've heard Korean before. There's a lot of Korean people in my community, but like, I, I have no experience with it, um, so I woke up, and I googled, you know, stuff about South Korea and the language. And within maybe 30 minutes, I could read it. And I thought that's really cool that I can do that. Because um, again, I've taught English and Arabic and reading reading in English is really hard, like extremely hard. Um, Arabic is a lot easier than English, but it's just, it's not as easy as Korean. So I, I thought that was really cool. And ever since then, I've, I've really thought that Korean, the Korean language was really, really cool. Um, and that's why I decided to study it. Um, so that's the beginning of my journey. I started uh, on korean101.com. They had this deal. I don't know if they still have it or not, but it was basically they gave 
all the material, all the content that they had on the website for free. You just had to pay $1 just to prove that you're committed. So I paid that $1. I Initially, I was like, I'm not going to pay any money for this. Um, I'm just going to learn it for fun. Um, so I was like, okay, I paid that $1. And I had such a huge amount of resources, but I felt like it wasn't very organized. Like I was learning a bunch of stuff, but I never felt like any of the stuff from one lesson was related to the next lesson. Like things weren't just connected. There was a lot of content. It was good content. It just wasn't to my fitting. So I didn't really like it. So I stopped using it. Uh, maybe like a couple weeks in, I looked at a bunch of different apps, trying to learn different um, vocab, grammar, all that stuff. Uh, Lingo Deer was out at that time, I think. Um, Duolingo was, I mean, I felt like it wasn't really too good. Um, I tried a bunch of other apps, but I just, I just never got into them. Uh, I wanted someone that I could communicate with or, or like something I could read rather than just being on my phone. So after doing some search, I found Talk to Me in Korean. I love their podcast, uh, the um, the grammar podcast. They have multiple levels. I don't know how many levels they have right now, but I commuted a lot because at that time I was going to college and um, the commute was, was kind of long. It was uh, about an hour, sometimes more, sometimes less. But I, I would get a good amount uh, of grammar lessons in. Uh, but then I realized that it doesn't give me enough vocabulary. So I was looking for something else for vocab. I found Motivate Korean by Jeremy. Um, and I started uh, learning or studying from his uh, his content. But I felt, like, um, I felt like he didn't have enough for it to take me from a position of basically not knowing a single word to being able to speak Korean like I can today or even better, hopefully in the future. So I, I felt like he didn't have enough for me at that time. So I stuck mainly to talk to me in Korean. Um, also at that time, I messaged, it was the beginning of New Year's. Uh, oh, at this point, we're about in March. I've been learning for about a couple months. Um, so I messaged Go Billy Korean. He had a, on the Reddit, on the subreddit for learning Korean, um, he had this deal that he would let you like message him once a month and he would try to basically um, give you guidance just to motivate other people to learn Korean. It's kind of like a New Year's goal. Um, so I messaged him. And I was like, hey, this is where I am. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. Um, what do you think? Um, so he also didn't like the idea of apps. He said that the apps that I had mentioned were good supplements, but definitely not a source of studying. Um, I don't remember what he mentioned, but I do remember that he told me to find a Korean language partner, which I did. Uh, the university that I went to, the club that I was talking about, they had a Korean language exchange program where Koreans would learn English for an hour from, from someone and they would teach for an hour Korean um, and they would pair you up like that. So I ended up doing that. Uh, also... At that same time, I would listen to, <laughs> I would also listen to YTN Live, um, which is a Korean um, 24-hour uh, channel, news channel. Uh, I did that not because of any particular reason. I just wanted to get used to the, the sounds of Korean because I wasn't used to it. Like I, I'd watch a bunch of anime, so like Japanese doesn't sound foreign to me. Um, Mandarin sounds foreign to me and Korean sounds foreign to me. Well, does, Mandarin doesn't sound foreign to me anymore, but at that time. So I really wanted to get comfortable with Korean. So I just listened to the news. I didn't do it with any expecting any results, but I definitely got a lot of comments saying like, hey, you can't say a single word, but 
you know, like you can hear what we're saying, um, which was something I attribute to listen, listening to a lot of Korean, even though I wasn't paying attention. Actually, something interesting happened one day. I was listening to the radio and I didn't understand a single word. I wasn't even listening, honestly, uh, to what to what the, the news anchor was saying. But all of a sudden, my brain was like, oh, that word means to live. And I was just like, the word was sarasunida. Um, I was so confused as to how my brain made that connection. But looking back at it, it was probably the tone um, and ju just like the emotion and the inflections that happened while that person was saying the sentence. And my brain was like able to connect it to English um, or to Arabic and say, oh, this is, you know, this is probably what they're saying. So I was really surprised by that. But it it didn't happen again, at least with the news channel, because I, I stopped listening to it at some point. But um, anyways, at this point, I was learning with my language exchange partner, which I learned a ton from. Um, I was very beginner and just the opportunity to practice, to text, to ask questions and to meet once a, once a week and just talk with them. Well, it was, it, it was great. I would definitely would have started earlier if I could go back and do it again. Um, but one issue I had with Korean and learning Korean was that I found it kind of difficult to get exposure to a lot of like Korean content because I really don't like Korean dramas. I don't like K-pop. I, there's very few things in the Korean culture that I that I enjoyed at that time, other than the Korean language. So a lot of the content that was on YouTube or on um, Netflix and things like that, I just didn't enjoy. So finding content was a bit of a struggle, um, and that led to some motivation issues where it's like, why am I learning Korean if the only thing I'm going to be able to do, or the only way I can learn Korean is watching these K-dramas that you know I fall asleep every time watching, or it's just like really cringe and you know, I just don't enjoy that kind of, that kind of media. Um, so I, I was definitely thinking, I wasn't thinking of stopping learning, but my, my progress slowed down. I was still learning because I was meeting with my Korean partner. I was still listening to all the series from Talk to Me in Korean, but it was at this point that I found how to study, how to study Korean.com. And once I saw it, it was just like, I, I struck gold because I felt like it was super organized. It had so much vocabulary and each lesson went into so much details that wasn't necessary, but it gave, if I did need it, it was there. So I felt like I, I had never purchased a, a textbook because again, I didn't want to spend any money. So I felt that, you know, this was a golden opportunity. It was like gold mine of content and of a lot of sentences with recordings. Each sentence had, each word that was introduced in the vocab list had a lot of different examples. I mean, I was that definitely gave me back my motivation. Um, so at this point, when I started learning, um, I'd learned maybe 30 vocab words a day or something. Um, I, I slowed down later on, but I was really motivated. And what motivated, motivated me even more was that I started seeing these words uh, everywhere. I would learn a word, and then all of a sudden, I hear it everywhere. I see it everywhere. I read it everywhere. Um, it's it's kind of like you buy a new car, like you buy like a Nissan Rogue or something. And before you never seen any of them on the road. And now all of a sudden everyone has that, that, that same car. So it, it was, it was a bit like that. So the, I continued doing this with how to study Korean. At the same time, I went on HelloTalk um, and a bunch of other apps like I think High Native. I think uh, there's another one that I can't remember. Um, 
but yeah, I went on these language exchange apps. I didn't find them very useful. Eventually, though, uh, I found a few good friends that I would call either every day or once a week, and they would, you know, I would go over a lesson and they would, I would explain it to them, and I would try to speak as much as possible in Korean for like thirty minutes, and then they would speak to me in English for thirty minutes, and it was definitely a very, very good, useful experience, and I still do that to this day, uh, just to practice my speaking. Um, so I definitely found it difficult at first to find someone, but once you find someone, um, it's very beneficial. So this continued on for about two years of me just learning using how to study Korean, talk to me in Korean, and watching uh, GoBilly's um, videos. He, at some point, he started live streams, um, and it was useful to be able to ask questions on there. Um, then the last semester, like I mentioned, um, there were no Korean teachers to teach at the club that I was part of, so I began teaching. There were no intermediates; there were only beginners, so I only taught the beginner portion. Um, but at the end of that semester, I decided, you know what, I want to go to Korea. Um, I hate travel, just so you know. But I said, at this point, I've been learning it for two years. I want to see what I can do with this language. I want to see if I can survive in Korea. And I owe a, a great deal to my Korean language exchange partners because. Every single thing that I was worried about, they told me exactly what I needed to. Like I was really worried about using the bus and metro system because we don't have that kind of stuff here in the U.S. And I was definitely worried about that. They explained it to me um, in great details. And even when I was there, I'd be like, "Hey, you know, wh where do I go?" Or like, um, you know, I I, I missed, I confused, I took the wrong metro. I used the express or the all stop instead of the express one. I was like wait, what did I just do? And, you know, they'd be like, oh, don't worry about it. You can just get off or you can just use that bus or this train. So they, they were definitely helpful. They definitely recommended a lot of different places for me to go. Great food, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I decided that I wanted to go to Korea and I decided that I went, when I do go there, I would not speak a single word of English. That was my goal. I ended up saying a couple words here and there just because sometimes people don't want to speak to me in Korean, which is, I don't know, kind of strange. But um I definitely, I, I pretended like I didn't speak any any English, and I, I only spoke in Arabic. Um, so when people would ask, like, oh, you know, what language do you speak? I, I just say Arabic. And I, and I was kind of impressed. A lot of people knew, like, a few phrases in Arabic. I didn't expect that. Um, but I was able to survive. <laughs> I, I, I call it surviving. I was able to make my way through, through the country, and uh, I really enjoyed my time there. I went to Seoul, and I went to Busan. Um, and even though I probably won't go there again, um, well, I might. I don't know what the future holds, but I'm not a fan of travel, but I definitely loved Busan. And I hear most people that visit Korea like enjoy Busan a lot more than Seoul. Um, it was just very beautiful. Like I loved um, uh, Haeundae specifically. Like it, it was awesome. I also love seafood and there was great seafood there. So th that's that. So I came back from Korea and at that point I was like, okay, I reached my goal. So I stopped learning Korean. I stopped studying. I stopped like talking. And then a couple months later, I, I reconnected with one of my friends and I was like, dang, this is hard. Like, it's harder to speak. It's harder to text. Um, so I was a bit confused as to how only a couple months of not speaking it or not practicing it led to such a decline, especially since I used it all day when I was in Korea. And I felt like I really improved at that time. Um, but yeah, so I was like, okay, I need to pick this back up. So um, I started learning again. Uh, I started going back to how to study Korean, back to Go Billy's live streams. Um, at that point, I didn't use them too much. Uh, honestly, it was just for review because 
a lot of the stuff I, I had already knew. Uh, How to Study Korean would post some more like advanced topics that I would read. Same thing with Gobilly. But for the most part, it was like watching content like variety shows. Um, uh, I would sometimes watch some dramas, but I, I would only watch like certain parts. I, the way I would make it interesting is I would watch from the middle of somewhere so that I had no idea what's going on. And like my brain is just trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and that, that, that would like excite me. And then once I figure out what's going on, I'm like, okay, this is lame. And then I would move on. Um, so I, I've watched like a few episodes of a bunch of dramas, um, that my friends have recommended variety shows. I just, I don't like watching to begin with. So I, I don't, I don't really watch stuff on Netflix and stuff like that. So watching something that I'm not even interested in is kind of difficult, uh, for me. So at this point I'm studying Korean again and I'm like, okay, coronavirus happens. We're all sitting at home. I have nothing to do. And I'm really happy with my progress in Korean that, you know, I could just pick it back up right like that. So I, I started contacting people on Reddit, um, beginners that were looking for help, and I tried to help them. Most people were not very motivated. They just say they, they wanted to start learning Korean, but they didn't they didn't do much with it. Um, they would just like ghost me or something or be like, oh, sorry, I didn't study or I didn't do this or I didn't do that. I'm like, hey, take your time. You know, there's you're not doing it for a class. You're not doing it as a life or death or anything. So I just give them my tips. I try to help them out the things that I struggled with, that I see them struggling with. Um, there were a couple people that really stuck with me, and I, you know, I talked to them a lot. Um, but then they ended up leaving uh, Korean just because uh, life reason, life happens, you know. So then I was like, okay, how can I help people learn Korean? Um, so I contacted How to Study Korean um, because I love that website and I really want to give back to that community. So I started making videos for them, um, lesson recaps. And I eventually want to reach out to other content creators um, to help with whatever I can to, to help teach Korean. So that's that's my history uh, with, with the language. Um, the goal for this podcast is to talk about teaching strategies, learning strategies, motivation, consistency. Um, just I'd love to bring on different influencers from different places like Korean teachers, Korean influencers, people who Korean people living in the U.S., um, you know, American people living in Korea, how they feel the culture, uh, how those interactions work. Um, just example, like uh, people I mentioned, um, Go Billy, Minji, or Korean Unni, like all these people. Um, or like Korean influencers that have a lot of influence in the Western audience, like Hachabi, all of a sudden, like just a couple months ago, she blew up and she barely speaks any English. But, you know, people, a, a lot of... Um, uh, Americans and Westerners watch her stream and watch her videos and they really like her. So that's another thing I would love to have on this channel, just to talk about um, how they influenced the American side, whether it was, how surprising was it that a lot of Americans were watching a streamer who, you know, never spoke any English, but people were watching her and she blew up. So that, that's the kind of stuff that this podcast would talk about. Um, next time though, I'll talk in detail about how I learned Korean, like what methods I used specifically um, when, when I struggled with my motivation issues, what, what did I do for that? How did I go about it? Um, and how I would go about it if I had to do it all over again, I would definitely do it completely differently. Um, but that's for next time. So, uh, thanks for listening.